0: Welcome to Starlight Radio Dreams, the comedy show with a podcasting habit brought to you by our backers on Patreon. This episode is The Painted Lady, written by Cassandra Rose and directed by Ansel Birch. Featuring the vocal talents of Aria Leverett, Ansel Birch, and Jared McDerris. The Starlight Radio Dreams theme was written and recorded by Arnie Parrott. Sound design and editing by Ansel Birch. Now, without further ado, on with the show. I say, Eloise, last night's festivities were exceptionally gay, weren't they? And did you see Lord Astor's ensemble of choice?
1: How could I have missed it, Thornton? His peacock's plumage took up the entire room. And you? Did you see what Lord Shelby and Lord Clume came as? Good
0: heavens! What were they thinking? Dressing up as a pantomime horse? I always knew Lord Shelby was a horse's ass. This is why I so love my annual masquerade. After a summer of people pretending to be the most clever person in the room, everyone ends up revealing how dull and unimaginative they really are.
1: I thought you only put them on to prove you had the best costumes in all
0: London. So you noticed.
1: I always noticed, thorny sweetheart. That's why I never say anything. Though I must say, it's not like you to repeat yourself.
0: Repeat myself?
1: Don't you remember? You came as Cyrano de Bergerac fifteen years ago. The season we met?
0: That was fifteen
1: years ago? Honestly, Thorny, I keep telling you to get a secretary. Your records keeping is atrocious.
0: Impossible. Fifteen years
1: hence would put us in our forties. Well, if the exaggerated proboscis fits,
0: Pass the cigars, darling. Must you smoke my cigars? Must I? No. Will I? Always. As your friend, I must point out how unladylike it is to smoke something so massive.
1: If you want me smoking something more appropriate, then it is your duty to purchase daintier cigars. The
0: thought occurs to me that you could purchase your own.
1: Why should I, when I can live vicariously through you?
0: But you must tell me more about that darling mask of yours, my dear. It was far and above the toast of the soiree. It is a butterfly, is it not?
1: Indeed. She is the famed painted lady. She is a stunningly beautiful creature of such bright colours that I immediately fell in love with her. Plus, my cook tells me it's another name for a prostitute.
0: Do you never tire of going out of your way to be shocking?
1: That depends. Do you ever tire of being a confirmed bachelor?
0: It might be too late for me, but not for you. Uh, Who knows? Uh, With a little effort, you could have met your second husband last night.
1: It has come to my attention that marriages are like children. Not everyone should have them, and yet the worst of us end up with the most. I would rather burn every lost tobacco field to the ground and have
0: matrimony thrown upon me once more. Do be serious, Eloise. It's been five years.
1: I've never been more serious in my life. I'm doing all of England a favor by pulling myself out of the running before I doom us all.
0: Still, to give up on the whole endeavor entirely... Oh, Balderdash. I'd forgot all about him.
1: Who's that at your door now?
0: This season I made it my mission to become a more philanthropic individual. Uh, But since I absolutely abhor the people that run charities, I decided to give back to the less fortunate more directly. I have an apprentice of sorts. An
1: apprentice, you say? What am I to make of this?
0: You'll see soon enough. He's a charming boy, an officer from the Second Boer War, I do believe. I'm sure he's here to tell me of the latest girl he's fallen in love with. Good morning, Reggie. Do come in. Morning, my dear Thornton. It's almost tea time. Is it? Well, I always did say that mornings are for saints and fools. My apologies, dear lady. I do not believe we've met. Ah, where are my manners?
1: They're probably in yesterday's waistcoat where you left them.
0: Lady Eloise Buxley, may I introduce you to my dear friend, Sir Reginald Drake III.
1: There are three of you, Reginald?
0: For the time being. And am I to assume that there is a Lord Buxley waiting for you somewhere?
1: I'm afraid he will be kept waiting for quite some time.
0: Her husband moved to Ford Park Cemetery five years ago, and as such, he rarely makes it out to London. I give you my condolences, my lady.
1: You may keep them, Reginald. It happened so long ago that all you see before you now is an old widow, and a tired one as well.
0: (laughs) Well, if this is the look of you tired, I'd better guard myself for when you've had your rest. Reginald, what is it you so urgently needed to discuss with me? Yes, well... What I had planned to speak on was of a sort of delicate nature. Oh, do not be troubled by Lady Buxley, sir. Uh, She is my oldest friend. Whatever you have to say to me, you can be sure that she will keep in the utmost of confidences.
1: Your oldest friend, you say?
0: Do put your barbs away, Eloise. Let the boy talk. Just that I am in love. Love? Yes, I've fallen in love and it's all your fault, Thornton. I met her at last night's masquerade. Well, that's just wonderful, my boy. Uh, Who is she? What is her name? That's just the thing. I failed to catch hold of that detail before she slipped from my grasp like Snow White at the stroke of midnight.
1: Cinderella.
0: No, I don't think that was it. I think her name started with an L. I
1: mean that Cinderella left at midnight.
0: I don't care about her. I only care about my nameless maiden. Uh, Perhaps we can use your power of observation to deduce who stole your heart. Uh, What is she like? Well, she's gorgeous, of course. Of course. And beautiful, and absolutely captivating.
1: Was she pretty, too? Oh,
0: absolutely. I couldn't take my eyes off her, not once, all night.
1: And you gathered all of that, despite her face being entirely obscured, all night?
0: I don't understand. She's asking her costume, my boy. Uh, What did her costume look like? Well, she had the most clever mask on. It looked to me almost like a real butterfly. A butterfly, you say? Of course, it was much larger than a regular butterfly, but with all those colourful spots twinkled in the candlelight, you almost forgot where you were. It was one of the orange ones. Oh, what do they called?
1: A painted lady. Did
0: you see her as well, Lady Vaxler?
1: I must say I did, Reginald.
0: Then you should tell me who she is and straight away. She is the woman I want to marry. I just know
1: It's not just love now, but marriage too.
0: The heart knows what it wants, my dear lady. My stomach knows what it wants as well, but I still let calmer heads prevail to prevent indigestion.
1: How exactly can you tell that she's the one, anyway? You haven't even seen her face.
0: I've still seen her. How she truly is her soul, her kindness, her charm those are things no man or woman can hide away. They radiate out at every opportunity. They do? Quite right.
1: I know the woman you speak of, dearest Reggie.
0: As do I. Oh, wonderful! That's truly glorious, Thornton. Thank you. Don't be so quick to thank me yet. It's soon to be followed up by some terrible news. I'm afraid the woman you have fallen for is already engaged. Will then. Yes, will. I see. Then I shall find this false suitor and challenge him to a duel. You You shall? Upon my honour as an officer and a gentleman, I shall cut him to ribbons. No, that won't be necessary. I shall skewer his heart for breaking mine. That's a little extreme. I shall chop him asunder into itty-bitty bits. What's his name? Whose name? This brigand suitor. Pray, give me a name so that I might seek my disgusting vengeance. Cyrano de Bergerac. Cyrano de... Why does that name sound familiar?
1: I heard the pantomime horse gossiping about it last night. Apparently, he and your painted lady have been secretly engaged for a fortnight.
0: Then I shall go and seek out Mr. de Bergerac post haste.
1: Would that you could, my darling Reggie. But sadly, the two have fled the night.
0: To where?
1: To, uh...
0: France? Mm. <coughs> this blasted French. I'm terribly sorry, Reginald. Love sickness infects all of us eventually, even me. In my case, the girl was already married when we met.
1: You never told me that.
0: That's because you never asked, my dear Eloise. A Reginald, your butterfly will forever flutter just out of reach. I'm sorry to have taken up your time, Thornton. Not at all, my boy. It was no bother to me at all. Will I see you at the cigar shop this Thursday? I see no reason why you shouldn't. A Goodbye, Reggie. <laughs> Good afternoon, Boughton, Lady Buxley. It was an honor to make your acquaintance. Likewise. And if this Cyrano de Bergerac knows what's best, he'll keep his nose out of other people's business.
1: That poor misguided (sighs) boy.
0: And believe it or not, we were both once that naive.
1: I was? You certainly weren't. Hence the lack of gold shimmering on your left hand.
0: He'll recover in no time. Why, by this time next year, he'll be arm and arm with some waifish creature that's still not quite sure what hit her.
1: Still, there was a a way about him. A way I saw in Lord Buxley when he first promised me everything.
0: Yes. Well, you dodged the bullet this time around, didn't you?
1: It was rather clever for you to lie about the engagement. Even if it almost ended in bloodshed.
0: I'm starting to think that part wasn't a lie
1: dear. Why are you looking at me like that?
0: I'm looking at you how I always do.
1: Really? Now Thornton, you shouldn't say things like that to a girl. She's likely to think.
0: Yes? What is she likely to think?
1: What time is it? I promised myself I'd only stay for an hour or two.
0: My dear Eloise.
1: Oh, we are heading back to Devon in the morning.
0: Mornings are for saints and fools.
1: Which does that make us? Well,
0: that depends on you. And whether you'll marry me.
1: Please, Thorny, no more jokes.
0: Love might not be for you anymore, but it surely is for us.
1: Don't you dare get down on your knee, Thornton.
0: It's too late, darling. I've fallen for you, and down here I will stay. But I'm a mess. It's nothing a good home won't fix.
1: You hate my cigars.
0: Then we'll leave the windows open year round.
1: I mean it, Thornton. I'm an absolute disaster wrapped in silk chiffon.
0: And I wouldn't have it any other way.
1: Must you love me so?
0: Must I? No. Will I? Always. That I promise you, my painted lady. Thank you for joining us for this clip from Starlight Radio Dream, Spooktoberfest 5, The Reckoning. The Starlight Radio Dream's theme was written and performed by Arnie Parrott. Join us next time, January 28th, for Starlight Radio Dream's show-length musical, Samuel Spruce in The Warehouse Always Wins. The little wooden boy will finally learn the truth about late-stage capitalism through the magic of song. Until then, keep laughing and keep dreaming.